and welcome to Dungeons & Drama Nerds, a podcast exploring the intersection of theater and tabletop role-playing games. This episode is the beginning of our Apocalypse World campaign, Irremediably Home, and features collaborative world-building and character creation. Let's dive in. Um, so I think one of the questions I want for all of you that you don't have to answer right away, because this is, I'm a very big fan of hooks and knives in backstories, hooks as things to, you know, compel you into story things that you can take or reject. And knives are like ways to poke your characters, you know, like, so for instance, I'd, I'd be curious to know, like, who are Vance's parents and what are they like, you know, and, uh, AZ, uh, did you have any friends in the Junkway who you don't see as often anymore? Same with uh, Circuit City and same with Speakeasy. Like, who are the people you've left behind to come to this hold? I think are a very interesting question for me. I feel like there's probably <laughs> there's probably a group of people that, like, gets a little bit bigger every so often of um, Junkway deserters. And, like, depending on if the folks at the Junkway see them as, see us as deserters, or just see us as, like, like retired from the Junkway, um, it seems like the retirement age might be lower <laughs> than in other establishments. Um, but I imagine that there's a group of people who are no longer, like, at the Junkway, but know the Junkway. Um and I would need to look at a map, but, like, I would imagine that if there's a chance... I don't think AZ wants to be on the junkway again. I think that that's, like, a point of panic, a point of, like, I know that that's my limit. That, like, they um, would need, like, a very compelling reason to go and do. And those who guard the junkway don't really leave it. So to leave the junkway is to like leave everybody who remains. I think uh, Sydney would have left no one behind. Um, I want to say the dynamic in Circuit City was not exactly hostile, but uh, kind of like there was an undercurrent of like antagonism. Like a, a friend today might ha steal an idea tomorrow, or um, like betrayals were frequent and you heard about it. Um, and it was very hard to catch a thief for stealing an idea, right? Like, it's very hard to say, like, oh, I had that idea first, but this other person published it first. Um, so Sydney's probably been betrayed a couple times uh, and stayed away from most people. But uh, conversely, the people who he, found, he has found to trust, like, say, Vance, probably AZ Honey as well, these are people he'll keep, like, very close. And they could do him wrong, like, so many times before he would, like, abandon them. But also, he's still very unlikely to leave his room for any of them. Well, we're going to have to find a reason to get you out of the room, otherwise the adventure takes place entirely in your room. Which, if we want to go for that platonic unity of place, we might be able to do. <laughs> no worries, I'm sure, I'm sure I'll find a motivation. I think, I think the, if you, if you don't mind me saying so, I think new plant technology... Uh, or the promise of potentially discover like new scientific discovery on that front might be a good motivator. So it's you know it's, it's for me trying to figure out what are compelling reasons for everyone to like. I approach 
creating a session in the same way that I approach playwriting, like what is different about today? What is new about the world today? And so by establishing all these fascinating backstories, I want to see what is different and how do we challenge your characters out of their comfort zones? So that's some really good stuff on the Junkway and on Circuit City. Tell me about Speakeasy. What do you think that climate was like and why did, or what led to the the non-consensual violence that got Vector kicked out? Yeah, uh, so going back one quick moment, I think one of the things that uh, I wanted to bring up about Troka that I forgot to, the price of admission for Troka is a piece of information, whether or not it's true. I think like juicy information gets you to stay longer and like you have to keep giving information to stay. So I feel like that could be a really easy place for me to be like, I heard a rumor about some plant tech. If Dexter wants to go explore, Troka can happen to be in that area of the city. But also, uh, speakeasy, I think I'm related to Dakota. Um, I think like second cousin, like not closely related, but like related enough that people were like, oh, well, you're related to Dakota. So therefore, like you can get some of the benefits, which is why I think like I was taken on as the apprentice for what would become Troka, like um, the person who like took me on as their like mentee, who I definitely betrayed. And I think that like being a distant relation of Dakota gave a lot of pressure and uh, Vector is not a person who likes a lot of pressure. Uh, Z doesn't like things being expected of Zier. So that was like a powder keg. And then at one point I just exploded. And I think I exploded from the person who was giving me all this advice, like putting more pressure on me, more pressure on me, more pressure on me. And I think that unconsensual violence was like at that person to the point where like, I think I wounded them pretty badly. And... Um, I don't know who they are, but, uh, I think their life is now untenable. This was a pretty violent explosion. And like, I think that pretty frequently, like uh, an explosion that violent in Speakeasy would be resulted with like a penalty of death. Like, like you committed a violent act where someone like cannot live with themselves anymore. We, it is a penalty of death, but like, because I was Dakota's second cousin, like, Dakota gave me a, uh, they gave me, um, like, a, like, leeway. And we're like, leave, never go back to Speakeasy. If you're back, we will have to take care of you. But travel the world as much as you want to. Be the chaotic force that you want to. And I think that there are people who are actively against me from Speakeasy for that reason. People who leave Speakeasy to go hunt down Troka to try to stop me from running. I like the idea that you brought up uh, about um, getting tips about new plants uh, or new technologies to go uh, take Troka to. And I also like the idea of, like, Sydney, because of this, like, diehard love for for his planty boys, will, like, begrudgingly leave and, like, join you on Troka trips and just, like, a huddle in a corner like the entire time until they, you like we find the plant you like pick up the plant go back to his corner and then wait for Troka's return trip like these are like nightmare journeys for him but like anything for this plant right i love it that's so fun i think you might be the only person that az protects for free <laughs> because oh. if you just like get distracted and go off after a flower and like like we're in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like they're just gonna be like, oh, the fucking kids gone again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love that dynamic. That's so good. I love that you're like my older sibling, even though I'm like a decade older than you. But there's almost a sort of like Mr. Magoo aspect. Like you're so distracted, but so blinded by the science that you're just like walking across a battlefield to be like, oh, I got to grab that daffodil. And AC is just like backflipping around you, destroying everything that comes near you. Like, And you're oblivious to it. You're just like, oh, did something happen? You got your plant. That's all that matters. Um, so I kind of like if this were fate that would be like your compulsion where it's like you're in battle but you see a plant (laughs) (laughs) maybe this is the exchange for like free tune-ups on the prosthetic oh good one i'll just show up and be like hey i need some work and if he's ever like oh okay well that'll be then i'll be like "Mm, no i'm not paying Remember the time I saved your ass from the demon? And I'll be like, when was that? (laughs) When did that happen? And you'll be like, this plant. I'll be like, oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, So I, one of the things for Percy, I built a couple just sort of NPCs that are very generic just to sort of round out your party in case you needed them. And this was working off the idea that y'all didn't have a battle babe. So there is a battle babe in the document known as Chogun, whom I'm wondering... I mean, is there a way that we could compel maybe like a sort of rivalry there between the two, um, the two like warriors? Maybe they keep like I almost imagine like in the what would essentially be like a barracks for the fighter types that stay in temptation. If there's sort of like a kill chart or something, I don't know, something like some friendly competition or rivalry between you and the other battle babe, because I try to spread out the class love just in case you all encounter a thing where it's like, ooh, you know what would be really helpful? The other playbook. Um, there are NPCs there for you. Um, and that's the other thing is you all are perfectly welcome to sort of take lead on how you imagine these uh, NPCs as well. You know, like I, they're meat puppets right now, so you can impose whatever stories you like on them. If you want to draw them into your backstories, you're more than welcome to. Uh, if you don't, don't worry. They're just there for you. And if they don't get used, I can always save them for another thing. Um, and let's see. Does does the demon for Troka have a name? I think it's something super mundane. I think it's like Spot or Rex. I was hoping it was like George. I like Spot. I think I think uh, his name is Spot. Is Spot sentient? <laughs> um, I think to a certain degree, yes, in the same way that animals are sentient. The vegetarian argument where it's like, if you hurt it, will it run away, you know? I was thinking very, like, Appa in um, Avatar level of, like, intelligence. Like, um, like, can't communicate, can't, like, speak, but, like, has agency, can do its own thing. I think this is a very, like, mutually beneficial um, exchange. I think uh, Spot does eat human flesh, um, and people do die at Troka, and so uh, bodies have to go somewhere. So, whoa! Yeah, that's gruesome. If that's too much, we can X that. Everybody cool with that? Dark yet comedic. Yeah, I mean, it's also apocalyptically pragmatic. That was my thought, you know. That's not that's what not. the tagline. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How does Vance feel about having a demon in temptation from time to time? Is that part of the nervousness? Yeah, I think that's a big part of it is just like, because I think they have this very black and white, like, all of the things that happen post-cataclysm are bad, but are they? But this is definitely like a big thing that they don't know anything about and can't 
do anything like they can't control it um so go ahead and put a little pause on your character sheets for now um but let's go around and do the history mechanic now um history or hex is uh, a measure of how well you know someone and this is uh written fictionally as, as having secrets about them understanding how they think or knowing their history and being able to predict what they might do knowing how to work smoothly with them or how to push their buttons etc and so basically history boils down to how well do i know this other character and that gives you a certain amount of hold over them which is represented by like the plus one or the minus two so history changes over the course of the game uh typically with the end of session move you pick a, another player character who think knows you better than before the session started either way once you choose it it'll probably be obvious how the fiction is related to this change and it doesn't require a lot of special handling the other way is when the character hits a hex of plus four with another pc and has to reset it to level plus one i i read up that you sort of read this as you've had a small epiphany about how they tick and now you're in a slightly uncertain territory with them and how you integrate this new understanding. So it's, it's not like your understanding of them resets to zero. It's that you've, you've learned something about them that makes you question how you work with them. You know, for, for instance, like, uh, this is a bad example, but like learning that vector feeds people to Zier's bouncer spot might be something where you're like, Oh, I don't know how I feel about that, you know, and that sort of forces you to reevaluate your relationship with Zir. Uh, so I think that's a great way to look at history as opposed to like, well, I don't know who you are anymore, drama. You know, I think, um, which is exactly how you all would do it verbatim. Um, and I think I would like to incorporate a homebrew rule I found with history is that when you reset it to plus one, have that character's player tell you a secret about their character. And that's just between you two. That's something that we can say above table, but like meta-wise, they're the only two that know that. And so that's, I think that's a really cool way of saying like, ooh, I have learned this thing about you and now our relationship in the game has changed. You know, or it's like, if Sydney were to be like, man, I secretly shouldn't be in charge of temptation. <laughs> you know, something like that, you know? Like, and then, you know, that's the secret that, that vector hears and suddenly you both now have to navigate this like wait a minute we both like fans why would that be you know or something those are just some small examples of i think how history will work and those will mechanically affect how well you work together in the game because there are some roles that require history and i think with the way this group is set up i think we might be relying on it a decent amount because we've already established a very strong backstory between everyone which i am super excited for I think we we have pretty gently established what everyone is looking for. Sydney is looking for a new tech and a place to sort of hunker down and work. Vance is building a society that more reflects their ideals. Uh, Vector is a chaos muppet who runs Zir mobile fight club, demon propelled fight club across the wasteland. Uh, and I think AZ Honey is sort of not running, but has stepped away from a life on the junkway and is rediscovering themselves and. And trying to correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like they're trying to figure out who they are out in this world when once removed from the original sense of purpose and now coping with the delightful CPTSD. <laughs> so I think, you know, I think we have some interesting outlooks and sort of motivations for existence in this world, uh, which was something I had meant to cover in the first session anyways, like having an objective and having a raison d'etre. Otherwise, like, why are you in this world? Uh, so Hicks, so go around for Hicks. On your turn, 
ask one, two, or all three. Uh, and each of you has Hicks questions in particular, I believe. So um, we'll start with, uh, I have T. Great. It looks like I only have two on mine, um, which is fine. Uh, so which of you do I find most attractive? I mean, I am a silver fox, but also we have a parent child kind of relationship so that's weird oh that's that's fair i think i have suspected i have uh, maybe you've like come on to me a few times i think that that maybe i've suspected something's there yeah and i think like i'm really attracted to like interesting stories as well and like az honey has wild stories from their time in the junk way and I'm like, you are so fascinating. Like, I think it's a lot of like that kind of level of like interest and attraction. So cool. Um, so then I get uh, two hicks there. Uh, do we want to go through both the questions, or do you want to do move on and come back? You are. If you only want to do one, you only have to do. You don't have to do all of them. Uh, I like the second one. The second one is uh, which one of you is my favorite. Which I think I have an answer for, but uh, you all get to answer it, so. I mean, is it bad to say that I think it might be me? I I think it might be you as well. Yay. <laughs> it's absolutely you. <laughs> <laughs> that is a plus three there, yeah. And so next around my circle will be uh, Ella and AZ Honey. Great. Um, which of you can I trust? That's oh, that's tough. I think it could be either Sydney or uh, Vector here. It's not me. Which of you do I trust most? I think it's Sydney. You and Sydney have that like like relationship where you're like, I need to vent to you. Like, let me get this out. I think we have um, that bond. Yeah, and like Vector is very much like getting information from everyone and like keeping it to use it later and you know that (laughs) yeah yeah so that's interesting because i get minus one for sydney so that that shows you the kind of person i am um and then the next question is which of you can i trust the least i feel like you and i probably have the like we are probably have the most distant really not distant but like i think we are probably the least close and i think keeps a lot of people at arm's length and kind of puts on a show of like being like congenial and um and all of that which maybe az doesn't trust great so yeah i I agree with that i trust vance the least uh so Uh, that's your two questions. Great. Let's go to uh, I have next on mine is Percy. Cool. Uh, my first question is, uh, which one of you has been with me since before? And I know what I think, but. Yeah, I think that's pretty clearly Sydney. <laughs> yeah. 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 So uh, that's plus two. And then my second question is, um, which one of you has betrayed or stolen from me? That's me. Yeah, I, I think that. so too. <laughs> yeah. So that's a that tracks. Yeah, that's a plus three for us, and then AZ and I have a plus one. So by my tally, Vector and Holiday now have a plus six. Oof. Yep. Great. And so Sydney, what you got? All right. My first question is: Which of you is the most strange? 
That's that's me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Vector, uh, uh, this will be a plus one. Uh, my next question is: Which one of you is the biggest potential problem? Which hilariously. <laughs> I think it's also Vector. <laughs> Can we have one person for multiple questions? Yeah, that, that okay, feels right. Okay, cool. I think that, that absolutely feels right. So, Vector, that's also a plus two. Cool. Four total, right? Uh, three. Three, three total. total plus the one that I gave you earlier, so four total. Yeah. Oh, oh yes, 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 absolutely. Um, and then my last one is, for everyone else, write uh, history minus one. You've got other stuff to do and other stuff to learn. <laughs> Dang. Okay. So we have minus two now. <laughs> minus two now. I think that's the lowest it can go. So y'all have to work. Y'all have to work. Your 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 relationship is too friendly to have history. <laughs> we just like implicitly trust each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's like not. I don't know. I don't even think it's trust for for AZ towards Sydney. It's just like this fucking like. This guy is too smart to get himself killed. Like, we need you too much to, like, rebuild society. <laughs> and you do not give a shit about protecting your own life. No self-preservation whatsoever. I love it. Uh, so if everyone can do a quick tally, I'm going to notate what everyone's final things are. Cool. Um, I have a minus one with Sydney. Um... A plus six with Vector, and a plus four with AZ. I have a plus one with Vance. I have a plus four with Vector, and a minus two with AZ Honey. Minus two with Sydney, plus four with Vance, plus two with Vector. Uh, Vance and I have a plus six, AZ and I have a plus two, and Sydney and I have a plus four. All right, so now it says at the end we go around and choose one of the characters with the highest hex on your sheet. Ask that player which of your stats is most interesting and highlight it. So let us begin on the order on my sheet. Um, Vector. So that would be Vance. Vance, you are the uh, highest hex on my sheet. So which of those stats for you is most interesting? Um... I think in terms of the relationship that we've established, I think cool is probably the most interesting to me. Great. And then I believe the MC picks the other one. I think because you are a young, bright entrepreneur, I think Z's most interesting stat will be sharp about reading sitches and reading people. Mm. All right. Easy honey. Who's the highest on yours? Vance also? Vance. Great. Vance, which is the most interesting of AZ Honey's stats? Uh, I'm going to go with hard. And as the one from the MC, I'm going to go with cool. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, Vance, who is the highest on yours? Vector. Vector, what is the most interesting stat? I think because I'm using you to like learn about how the world works, I think sharp is probably it. Like about how people work and I think sharp. I'm going to pick hot. <laughs> Ooh. So, Sydney, what you got? Uh, I have a plus four with Vector. That's my highest. Vector. <laughs> Easy, you didn't get to pick anyone. Uh, so, Vector, what do you think is the most interesting stat for I Sydney? I think I'm really interested in Sydney's weird. <laughs> <laughs> 
we are very forward to one another, and I find that fascinating. Oh, that's very difficult. Let's actually go with cool to see how you do things under pressure. Oh, interesting. Because you don't like... None of you seem to like pressure very much. <laughs> um, which is going to be kind of delightful. I'm... I like... I like a low-effort environment. Yeah, so I think... I think... And, and I'm choosing cool because I think, like... How do you react when you're, like, trying to do your thing and there's bullets flying everywhere? And you're like, hmm, just gotta focus on my thing. That's how I imagine it. And that is history. Great. I think that is everything I have. Uh, I will reach out to you if I have prompting questions for your characters, but, like, let's let's sit with them, marinate them. Like, because I'm a big daydreamer. And so I encourage you to daydream about what you want in this world. If you have, like, think of objectives, because we'll introduce them at the beginning of the first session. And I am so excited to flesh out the world. I'm very excited to sort of poke and prod and see what reacts and, like, sort of be like, well, what's everyone reacting to? Great. I, I can already tell I'm going to have a lot of fun with you all. You all are such generous, generous with your spirits and your creativity that this is going to be really exciting. Awesome. This is going to be so fun, y'all. I'm so excited. Thank you, John <laughs> Dungeons and Drama Nerds is produced by Todd Brian Backus, Percy Hornack, and Nick Orvis, and is mixed and edited by Anthony Sertel-Dean. Irremediably Home, our Apocalypse World campaign, features John John Johnson as the writer and master of ceremonies, Percy Hornack as Vance Holiday, T.P. Huth as Vector, Ella Mock as AZ Honey, and Dex Fan as Sydney Thorpe. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at DNDramaNerds, and on Facebook at Dungeons and Drama Nerds. For cast bios, head to our website, DungeonsAndDramaNerds.com. Tune in next week for a new commentary episode.